Welcome back, everybody. House of Agendas has returned. Uh, we, Kenny, we had a long layoff. We, we, took, we took some time away. How are you doing, my man? You know, I'm good, man. Just been just been going through the motions day to day. We, we live in. We good. Can't complain over here. Now, we took some time off, obviously. Uh, now, you're going to school still? Yeah, uh, starts back up next week, unfortunately. Oh well, that looks like it could hurt the schedule, but we'll we're gonna work through it. We're gonna be we're gonna be better about this. We're gonna find a day to make it work, mm -hmm. um, at least to make one of these a week. Yeah. Um, big news for us is we are actually now stream our, our podcast is now on Apple Podcasts. We got reintroduced on uh, Spotify. We're on Google um, Play Podcast. We're on a bunch of different places. We're gonna put the link tree in the notes here today. So we look forward to maybe getting some more listeners that way. So that was big for us. Um, Kenzie, let's get into it, man. NFL season has come to a close. We're at the divisional round. So quick, so quick. It feels like – it literally feels like just yesterday we were talking about Jets and Browns in week two. Like, mm -hmm. So let's recap for our year. Who was your MVP this season? I think it's obvious. I think we're going to both agree on this one. He earned it. Go ahead and say it. The MVP, there was never a doubt. Okay, maybe for like two weeks there was a doubt, but there was never a doubt. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, uh, I just wish like his last two games he just threw for more so he yeah. can like get that all-time record. But didn't happen, but still led the league in touchdowns, led the league in passing guards in the year where he was um, supposed to be down and supposed to get exposed, but still did it. So, yeah, my MVP Patrick Mahomes. boy. All right. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree with you. MVP Patrick Mahomes, 14 and three, tied for the best record in the NFL, led the league in passing yards and touchdowns. Uh, there's not much more you can say about that. Um, I I I wish he would have went for the record also, but uh, you know I I understand the Chiefs wanting to be healthy going to the playoffs and things yeah. like that. Pretty obvious he ended up being the runaway MVP. Um, what a season, you know, what a season for him. Um. Defensive player of the year. Who did you who'd you get? Um I I went with Nick Bosa. Most of like his defensive stats and like defensive metrics. It was up there in the 49ers defense, I think since like week 10 or 11, it's just been like shutting people down. Granted, like the past like two, three weeks, they've been giving up like a little bit of points, but like before that, there was like a stretch where like they weren't allowing points in the second half. So yeah. And he's the best player on the defense, so I'm going with him. Yeah. Um Defense player of the year. I also went with Nick Bosa. Um, I just – his numbers are just kind of eye-popping this season. Uh, mm -hmm. He had 18 and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. He had 19 tackles for loss, 48 QB hits. And after uh, him missing some games. Yeah, and he really set himself apart this season in terms of his pass rushing. Right. And as just a total player, he had a bunch of tackles and solo tackles. Group tackles. I mean, he just really, really played well this year. Uh, that takes us into offensive rookie of the year. <sighs> this is this a biased pick from you? Yeah, I mean, I got like you know, I got like a slash next to the name <laughs> Garrett Wilson or close second, honorable mention, whatever. Uh, Kenneth Walker, but for Garrett Wilson, like I, he had like over one k yards, and like he had like a really, really good. Um, rookie season broke on oh, yeah. Jets rookie season, and that's with the revolving door we had at quarterback between Mike White, Chris Strebler for a quarter, yeah, Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, like 
we didn't have a quarterback throw 10 touchdowns in like two to three years. So that's for, yeah, for him to get that production with terrible, and I mean terrible quarterback play, I'm going with him. But if you choose Kenneth Walker, I'm not mad at that. He's like a huge reason to see Hawks. Of course, Geno too, of course, but Kenneth yeah. Walker. Um, I do want to say with the such inconsistency at the quarterback position like you guys have had, to get a thousand yards and be as productive as Garrett Wilson was with, you know, with a revolving door back there. I think he is a great pick for offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go with, I wanted to reward Kenneth Walker as my offensive uh, rookie of the year, because if you look at it, he only started 11 games, which to me is very surprising because the Seahawks really like he really set the tone for them. Yes, yeah. Gino had a fantastic year, but the running game helped Gino even more. Um, he ended up going for uh, 1,050 yards and nine rushing touchdowns in only 11 starts. He did play in all 15 games, but to, to be the starter for only 11 of those is impressive yeah. to me. Um, not to take anything away from Garrett Wilson and like Chris Olave. Chris Olave was right there also. Um, those three guys had really yeah. good. It seems like he was like leading around the midway point. Did he get hurt or something? Because like he just uh, he missed he missed a game or two at least. Uh, oh. I didn't double check his starts, but um, and then that takes us into the unanimous rookie defensive rookie of the year. Um, everybody has him. He's one of the already one of the best corners in the league. Uh, Sauce Gardner, um, two picks, twenty passes deflected. He's locked down on day one. It's insane yeah, how good like, he is. It's insane. Not on sauce. It's just they're like uh, in the NBA. Like it's easy to like cheer for like specific plays or like specific highlights. But our stadium would erupt like when, when he would just break a pass up, and that's not often. Like you cheer for like a touchdown, a large, like a long field goal, but to like have the crowd erupt because you broke a pass up. Yeah. Super superstar, both in name and credibility, and and oh, man, really. He's the face of your franchise already. Yeah. Like he's, he came in like in college. The guy never gave up a touchdown, and then he comes into the NFL. Like you expect, okay, yeah. it's going to take a second. No, he was locked down on day one. It's incredible mm-hmm. how good this guy is, um, and yeah, to be the face of a, a New York franchise in his first season is awesome. So yeah. easy, easy pick. Um, incredible season from him. Pro Bowl, All Pro. Just yeah. anything and yo, yo, Madden. Can, can my guy get abilities? He's an all pro corner. He don't have inside shade, acrobat, deep route KO. Nothing. Come on, Madden. Yeah, I know it. It's it's almost like hard to believe that he's this good already. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go, Coach of the Year. <sighs> Hurt the soul, Brian Nabel. Lord, it's a good the pick. Giants. You know, um, coming into the year, I had them at like four or five wins. Mm-hmm. So for them to have like, what, like nine or 10 and make the playoffs, I kind of go, I got to go with them. It it was um Robert Sala before we just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. So yeah, I got to give love though. Um, Brian Dayball. Some people had, uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, 49ers coach, um, Shanahan. Yeah. But like, that's a, that's a really, really good roster. The Giants. Yeah. So I go with Dayball. So I like that pick. I think, um, the Giants are – it's like them making the second round of the playoffs. Like them – you know, they squeaked into the playoffs and then they win their first-round matchup. Mm-hmm. And they did – They, I mean, they played a really good game against the Vikings. They made it hard yeah. on the Vikings. Um, but I also like the Shanahan pick 
because of the the injuries oh, they yeah, had quarterback. The like him just making quarterbacks work is such an impressive thing as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more of like a legacy thing almost for me is he's made it work with every quarterback he's had. Yeah. Um, I went with uh, Nick Sirianni from Philly. Um, 14-3, tied with the best record. Um, they were 9-8 and eight last year, and there's n- they made some slight additions to the roster, but they're even better now. And he's taken, mm-hmm. he's taken Jalen Hurts um, and this team to another level. Yeah. So I gave him the coach of the year. Uh, it's close. It's There's a lot of good candidates this year. A lot of teams turned it around fast. Yep. Um, these rookie coaches are just it, – it's weird to come in and win right away. So – uh, I, t- I gave Nick Sirianni the nod. Uh, comeback player of the year. Comeback. That's. Uh, hmm. Do you want me to give you the answer? Yeah. It's got to be Saquon, right? Or do you not want to uh, no, give no, uh, two Giants the No, because I was trying to think, like, what, what exactly is the criteria for that? Like, is there a game's miss that it has to be? Or like, is it just you like had a bad season? Like an injury or a down year, I guess. Like, I don't know, you know, kind of a bounce back season. Would I McCaffrey, McCaffrey something... qualify? Because he did miss quite a bit of games last year. That's why I was like, I'm, I'm not sure the criteria. I, he was on the list that I saw. I went and looked on Sports Illustrated and they had it like, um, they had Saquon. But they even had Tom Brady on there. So the list oh, was what? a little bit weird. Exactly. Oh, then... um. I went with Saquon. Yeah. He had a really good season. He was fourth in rushing, um, over 1,300 yards, 10 TDs. He had 57 catches, and he's the face of a franchise. Like So, you know, it looks like if Saquon's above, if he's good or better, that team just seems like they have a chance. Yeah. So I'm going to give him the nod. Yeah, then, then yeah, um, I'll, I'll go with him too because, like, going in – I'm coming into this year, I was like, yeah, the, I think like his days of being a top five back is over. And this year, he's like a top three one. So, yeah, solid. Yeah, he, he had a really good season. And he was very impressive in their first round game um, of the wild card, mm-hmm. which that takes us in. Uh, quick recap wild card round. What was your favorite game of uh, last weekend? Hmm. Favorite or best game? Which game did you enjoy oh. the most? You know? The Bills one because when they were collapsing and looking terrible, <laughs> I was enjoying that. Oh, but yeah, and it's it's kind of hard to choose the best one because technically, like the best one was um, Chargers Jaguars, but I don't know. Like that, that was the best half. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the second half of that game was the best half um, for me. I think I think the 49ers were the most impressive. Yeah, definitely. You know, they really turned it on. Like, Brock Party didn't have a great first half, and then all of a sudden they were gone. Mm-hmm. Like, the Seahawks just couldn't keep up. Um, I thought – I thought – I was also – I'm going to give them credit where they where they deserve it. The Ravens really impressed me with, with playing without a full deck, and they were able to hang in that game. And it took a very impressive defensive touchdown yeah, for the Bengals to extend that game. I don't know I what he was thinking right there. He's just trying to make a play, man. It's unfortunate, but like you got to realize how far away you are. Mm-hmm. And but I wanted to give the Ravens credit because I don't think the Ravens are as good as the Bengals. Now with Lamar, it's very it's closer. But like as a roster, I think the Ravens don't have the same amount of talent as the Bengals. On defense, it's close, but yeah. overall, I give the Bengals a, an edge. 
So without their best player, I thought the Bengals would be able to run away with it a bit more. So I want to give the Ravens credit because they did play a very good game and it came down to a defensive touchdown to win that game. Yeah. So. Even if the even if the Ravens got three there, I kind of like their chances because I don't know what it is about them. They just hold Burrow and check this year. <clears throat> yeah, no, they've, they've done a good job this year. Um, all right, let's jump to this weekend. We got a big, big, big weekend. Divisional round. Um, Saturday, let's start off. Jacksonville at Kansas City. Um, my question to you, I think we both picked Kansas City in this game to win, but do you think Jacksonville can keep up with Kansas City in a playoff game? No. Because here's the thing. I don't think Jacksonville can turn the ball over four times in the first half and be – it. I, I don't think they can come back against the Chiefs. I don't know what it was about the Chargers. Really bad second half, but I don't think that can happen against Patrick Mahomes. So what can, – can Jacksonville keep up if they stay clean without turnovers? I think the only way the Jags keep up is if, like, you know, the Chiefs, sometimes they have, like, these warrior lows where, like, they just have, like, three, four possession stretches to where it's just bad football. So, like, I think, like, if if Mahomes tries something crazy, throws a pick, or, like, uh, you know, the Chiefs have, like, some slight fumbling problems, I think if that happens, the Jags can keep the full score a bit. But I think in in the second half, I don't think the second half is going to be close. Yeah, um, I think – I think the Jaguars have the weapons to keep up, but Trevor cannot turn the ball over in this mm-hmm. game. He cannot, and I think it would take him playing a clean game and Mahomes turning the ball over for right. it to be. So I have Kansas City. Um, that takes us to the Giants versus Philly. Um, my question for you: Can the Giants limit Philly's big plays? Yeah, um, I think they could for sure limit their big plays. They, I think like, two months ago they got smoked by them, but that game two weeks ago, like when it was just like the third and fourth strings and they kept it close, that was kind of a bright side. I mean, a bright sign. And last week they looked very good. And uh, to be honest, I think I might take the Giants. You're gonna take the Giants. I don't know. It's just in the upset. I like it. Now, granted, I'm not. I'm not about to be on some. Oh, this is the Giants' miracle run back to the Super. No, absolutely not. The 49ers are going to punch them next week. But okay, I don't know. They just they just like seem hot right now. Yeah, they do seem like they have hit that stride. Um, I'm going to go with Philly. Um, the reason I'm going to go with Philly is I think their defense will do a better job of keeping Saquon locked up. Mm-hmm. Not now locked up might not be the right term. I still think he could get a touchdown in 50 yards, but I don't think they're going to give up the runs to Daniel Jones. Like, I don't know if the Vikings never watched Daniel Jones play, but yeah. he had so much room to scramble and get free yards and first downs that it just made it really hard to stop. Yeah, like, like I, I understand like the first few, like it was like a read option or like a broken play, but like he had like 40 or 50 rushing yards in the first half. I'm like, come on, y'all. Like, what are y'all doing? So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Philly. I think Philly does get a, a deep ball to uh, Brown or Devonte Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, I was impressed with the Giants' ability to slow down Justin Jefferson. Now he had seven catches, but it wasn't like um, you know yeah. he didn't get that deep ball. He didn't make that insane play to change yeah. the game. Yeah, that that's one thing that gets me tight. Like about Kirk is um, the other like top flight wide receivers. They're gonna get get a lot of targets no matter what like chase is going to get targets um hill going to get targets 
but it just seems like there's some Viking games I watch where like mm-hmm. Kirk goes through these lows where he just feels not confident at throwing it to Jettis. Yeah, no, he likes throwing the ball to KJ Osborne. <laughs> uh, next game that takes us into Sunday, and this is probably my game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Cincy at Buffalo. Um, here's the question. Can Josh Allen not turn the ball over? I don't think he's going to turn it as all over as much as he did last week because that was that was bad. Like, I think three fumbles, one loss, and two picks. So, I don't think he's going to do it that much. But I do see either a fumble or a pick. Like, I don't think he's playing a clean game. Okay. But besides that, I don't know because it's the playoffs. So, a win is a win. But both of those wins last week, like the Bills and the Bengals, they were like talent wise, like way better than their opponents. Mm-hmm. And yet it, it came down to final drives. So, but they're both there. So I'm a, I'm I'm gonna take the Bengals. You're taking the Bengals. I yeah, because like- there's just something about their defense. Like they don't have top names. So like when you discuss top five defenses, they're never there. But it just seems like in the playoffs they just get turnovers. Yeah, no, they they make plays when it matters in the in yeah. these big games. I think I'm gonna stick with Buffalo. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Buffalo can still win if Josh Allen only turns it over once. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Buffalo's gonna have a hard time slowing down the Bengals' uh, receiving core. Yeah, three number one. But I also think the Buffalo can still score at a high level. So I th- I'm gonna give the be- the the Bills a slight edge. Um, all right, takes us into our final game of the weekend. Dallas at San Francisco. Dallas played a really good game against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. San Francisco is not Tampa Bay. Yeah. Can Dallas get over the hump against a team as good as San Francisco? No, duh. they're playing a way more intricate offense in a better defense. And I don't – Dak leading the league and I think interceptions this year. Yes. He had like a very, very clean game last year. I mean, I mean last week, but – I think this week, like between the pass rush from both sides, the, oh, yeah. they got um decent linebackers. Not decent, uh, Fred Warner, very good linebacker. Say Fred Warner's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, very good linebacker. And the, the defensive backs, while they're not like huge household names, they're, they're still solid. Um, I also took San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco's got talent everywhere. Everywhere. Now Dallas has some good good players. CeeDee Lamb's a solid receiver. Uh, Dalton Schultz is a very solid tight end. Zeke and Pollard are a good backfield. I just think they're just the 49ers are better at each of those positions. Yeah, Dallas's only win con is hoping like Purdy finally comes back down there. Yeah, no, now that's a that's a good point right there. Does the Purdy train end this week against a good Dallas defense? Could they stop? Could they make Purdy look? Like Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick. Um, I, it's a possibility because Dallas has the defense. I'm saying this simply because, like, uh, he can lean so much on a running game. Like CMC, like the past month has been going crazy. He's so good. It's it's ridiculous how good he is. Just going. Um. All right, that takes us into. Let's talk the association NBA time. Yup. A uh, lot of lot going on. A lot of NBA basketball recently. Um, who has been your biggest surprise team this year? I would have to say the Pelicans. 
granted, I think that when we did our standings, I had them like top five, but I didn't yeah. see I didn't see like them being I think they're probably no, they they've been losing lately because of the injuries, but before that, like when everybody was healthy, they was like top three. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, would, I would say that's my most Here's the thing with the Pelicans. They're missing Zion, they're missing Brandon Ingram. Like they're not gonna be losing these games when they have those two guys back, plus mm-hmm. CJ, who CJ's been incredible in this this like this uh, time off for those two guys. So yeah. a lot of credit to CJ, but when you get in- Ingram and Zion back, it's not going to be the same story. So I like that pick a lot. Since you picked them, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to give Sacramento some love. Oh yeah. Now we, I, if I remember correctly, I took them as for an over on their wins, but shout out to Sabonis. Shout out to De'Aaron Fox. Those guys have been playing like all-star caliber players. Sabonis, yeah in my opinion, is probably an all-star starter. He, look at his stats, dude. It's insane. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's it's insane. insane. Like, on, like even on FanDuel, like, his over-under rebounds be like 13 and a half. Like, oh, like that's kind of high. Can't, you cannot get good odds on his rebounds or assists at this I, point. Yeah, I, I hate like, it. It's incredible. They're the third seed in the West right now. Yes, the West is stacked very tightly. At third? Yeah, they're they're tied for third with the with uh, New Orleans right now. They're wow. They're f- uh, five games back of Denver and Memphis. Wow. So I'm going to give them credit because that's been – I think they've been really, really good. I think they're a hard hard team to beat. So And third in the West is impressive to me. Yeah. Um, okay, so who's your biggest disappointment then? Lakers. They've been better as of late, but I think they're below the thunder right now. That's, that's nuts. They that's are – Lakers have tw- are twenty and thirty or twenty and twenty five right now. They are the thirteenth seed in the West. Yeah, now, that, that's my biggest disappointment. But do they get a do they get a pass because they are missing AD? Not necessarily no. because I think to to start the season they they had him and like they were still terrible. Now he was playing good before he got injured in the air somehow. Yeah. <laughs> That was like when I saw the injury. Oh I was like, my god! What? That, that so guy. they were playing good before then, but if still you have LeBron and Westbrook to be under the Thunder, that's that's bad. So I have them. I think you're I think you're undervaluing the Thunder though. SGA's been I, an, I am, but SGA's I, been an All Star caliber starter, legitimately. Josh Giddy is a, a triple triple double threat every yeah. night. Lou Dort is his shooting's improved. Is he's a good defensive player. Without their having their number one pick, or without without Chet, I got to give those guys some credit, man. They've been playing good Fair basketball. Enough. But my biggest disappointment, and it's a team that I overrated when we did our over unders. I picked them to make the play in. I'm an idiot. The Detroit Pistons. <laughs> oh, Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, man. Okay, with a caveat, Cade Cunningham has been hurt mm-hmm. all for pretty much the whole year, but those guys stink. So, I hope Victor Wimbanyana does not go there or Houston. I just want to get that out of the way now. I want him to go to, like, the Spurs or somebody and get to get with Pop. Like, somebody like that. Like, please don't go to Houston where they don't pass the ball, and please don't go to Detroit where basketball goes to die. All right, man. Like, who? who Didn't they have, like, the number one and number two pick? Who even is it? Wait, what? Who, like, they have – didn't they draft first or second? Like, who was their pick this year? Like, Detroit? who were the top three rookies? Like, it was Paolo. 
Chet got hurt. Yeah, Chet. And then um I could have sworn Detroit had a top rookie. <laughs> Jade Ivy. Yeah. I was wondering he he's he's like he's on he's like twelve points a game. I think he's struggling with his shot a little bit. You can kind of see the transition's been a little bit hard on him when yeah. you watch him play. Um I don't think he's going to be bad. I think he's going to develop, but he's just having a hard time getting mm-hmm. ready or getting going in the NBA. Right. All right, let's jump ahead. Let's do our Eastern Conference All-Star starters. We're not going to do all 12 picks right now. We're going to do our five starters. Now, to preface it, I didn't do it like point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. I think in the era of more positionless basketball, I think you do the five best guys. So that's how I did it. If you, if you did it by position, yeah, that's how, position. Yeah, that's how I did it. Well, for right. the most part. That, yeah, All right, so go ahead part. with your five starters. Start with your point guard and work your way down. I had Kyrie starting. He's having he's having um good year. He's having like a really good year. Okay. He, he's always going to win the fan vote. He's like one of the most popular players ever. Second, <laughs> second, I had uh finally having a better season than Bradley Beal, Donovan Mitchell. You know. Mm-hmm. Leading, you know, seventy-one points, very, very good game. That's like um, I was I was watching the Bulls broadcast. Yo, they were salty. They were salty. Yeah, his seventy-one point performance. The the three small forward. I got Tatum. He was um before Jokic started going crazy. I think yeah. I had Tatum first in MVP and like uh, the Celtics there. Very, very great record. I thought yes. they would take a small step back because of the coach, but. They took a step back defensively, but yeah, regardless. Um, for Giannis, at any at any point, you could say, "Oh, does he have an argument for MVP?" I think he's like the best player in the league right now. Mm-hmm. And five, I have. I don't know why, but you just I meant Embiid. Yeah, Embiid. Yeah, yeah uh, so lead, leading the league in scoring, always a fantastic defender. He's like he's, top five in rebounding. Yeah, he's such a monster. Like it's just. Mm-hmm. Like, now, I would Brandon, like he, he's a foul merchant. That's annoying to watch sometimes. But oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's a foul merchant. That's it's like it's unfortunate that it's become such like a part of the NBA. Like the mm-hmm. like I understand you need your free throws and everything, but sometimes it's extreme. Yeah. But um, I, I went with I went like this. I went. I thought these all guys deserved it. Um, I went Donovan Mitchell. I went Tatum. I went Kevin Durant. Giannis and Bede. Yeah. Now I know that's not really fair to other guards because of Tatum and KD. Um, I think KD's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I, I I had him, but I don't think he's gonna be back in time. If not, he's definitely on there. Um him and Tatum are a toss-up right now for right. me. Um so I, I I'm gonna give Tatum the nod because they're the best team. If if like if you have to do it by position. Um, I would I would change it, but I'm gonna leave it that way. So Katie, Tatum, Mitchell, Giannis, Embiid are my five. Let's head out west. This could be interesting. I'm gonna throw a curveball at you here. So give me your starting five. I had Curry. He's having a great season, but the Warriors aren't, especially on the road. I have Luca. Nightly double double. I thought that you would slide Luca in there. Hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, sometimes, yeah, he he has good nights from time to time. Good numbers. <laughs> no, he has, he could raise like the free throw and three point percentages, but you know, besides that, he's a very great player. Could you imagine saying that about a volume shooter shooting thirty five percent? That's insane. That's insane that you think that's not good. It actually <laughs> number, bothers me. Number three, 
Braun. I don't think that, you know, oh, we have to discuss that. Got something for you. 30, uh, 30 points. Not his fault when, when he's off the floor. They're like a minus 88. Fourth, even though I don't know the timetable his return, but if he is able to play, Zion is like 25 or 26 a night. Mm-hmm. Rebounding should be a bit higher, but he is undersized playing the four. Yeah. But like he's one of the top three teams in the West. And then Nicole Jokic, uh, if it wasn't for um, voter burnout or voter fatigue, he would clearly be leading the MVP conversation. I think he's bypassed that. I think he is leading the comp. Like, I think he's playing so well. Mm-hmm. He's averaging a triple-double as a center pretty much. I think he's going to win his third MVP if this continues. Yeah. I also want to make a comment. Um, rebounding was never an issue for Charles Barkley, and he's the same size as Zion. So, Chuck over Zion is how I would like to say that. Um, so, here's my controversial rebuttal to that. I'm going John Morant. I'm going Luca. I'm going Lori Markinen. I'm going Sabonis. And I'm going with the Joker at five. Not starting Curry's in insanity. How would you start Curry over John Morant? That he's having a better year. No, he's not. No, he's not. And he's also missed more time. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The time missed might. Okay, oh, so here God. we go. Here we go. John Morant currently has the two seed in the West. They are 31 and 13. Golden State is 22 and 23. They are absolutely horrendous on the road. They are 5 and 18 on the road. Here we go. Uh, I'll, I'm going to go. We're going to go all the way in for this. Curry is averaging 29 points a game, but they're not winning, and he's missed a lot of time. John Morant's averaging 27 and eight assists and f- almost six rebounds. Yeah, six boards. Almost six rebounds, and he's playing less minutes than Curry. I hear you, but that's Curry. John Moran is the starter. <laughs> John Moran is the starter. All right, now I'm going to defend my Laurie Markkinen pick over LeBron. Yeah, that, that's that's nuts. Laurie Markkinen is putting up MVP Dirk numbers right now. He is shooting 52% from the field, 42 from three, and 87 from the free throw line. Yeah. He has started 43 of 43 games. They have 24 wins. LeBron is shooting 51%, 29 from three, 76 from free throw line. He's averaging 38 and seven. He's played in only 35 games. They only have 20 wins. Those four wins matter. Give me the team that is over. Give me the team that is overachieving with a roster that was supposed to be tanking. Yeah. Over LeBron, who's had a great year, but I want the guy, I want to give Laurie a chance. I want to give Laurie a start yeah, yeah, that, that, he, that may, he might not ever get again, yeah, even yeah, though yeah. he's been fantastic. So I'm going to give Laurie the slight edge for, hey, this might never happen again, on top of the fact that he's having a fantastic season. I understand LeBron's going to get it. LeBron's getting the most votes, all that stuff. Give me Laurie. And LeBron can come off the bench as the sixth man. How do Fox numbers look next to Josh? Fox? Yeah. I oh, mean, he's only what he's only averaging like twenty-one or something. I mean, he's averaging twenty. Let me double check. It, I I had Fox as in like as like my last guy in. Mm-hmm. I think like 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 two years two years ago, I was like a Fox of a jaw guy, but now if I said on the line, I'm crucified. Fox is actually averaging twenty-four. That's more than I thought. Jesus. 
but he's not aver- he's average he's only averaging six assists. He's not averaging the rebounds that um, oh, yeah. Ja is. Fox has been – here's another thing that does support Fox being on the team. He's one of the best clutch players in mm-hmm. basketball this year. His clutch numbers are incredible. So that's just something to look at also. Yeah. All right. Let's take it into somewhere I didn't personally want to go on this podcast. John Wall made some comments recently. Yes, he did. Which, you know, it's um, – John Wall, is he's he's had a good career. He's not great now. Great, great. 2016-2017 um, Wizards versus the 2016-2017 Cavs in the playoffs. Y'all didn't want to see us. Y'all are lucky. Kelly Olynyk got hot, got hot in Game Seven because y'all didn't want to see us. Now, granted, y'all didn't want to see us does not mean we would have won the series. But you are bugging if you don't think that series was at least going six games. ISO boom, ISO boom. Okay, yep. so here's how I broke it down. Here's how I broke it down. In Cleveland, the Cavs would have went two zero. Debatable. In Washington, the Cavs would have went one and one. They would have closed it out in Cleveland. I would have gave you five games. Here's why. John Wall, Kyrie, Kyrie's – at that point, Kyrie was just better. I'm sorry. Coming off of the finals, coming off of the finals into that season, 100%. No. I I think from from 2014 to 2018, I'm thinking Wall over Kyrie. No, no, there's well, no, 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 way. not 2014. There's from, no way you're taking from, him at, no. From no. like from 2012, whenever Kyrie came here, from like 2011, 2012 to 2018, so Wall got hurt. I'm a Wall over Kyrie. You're not ta- there's no way you take John Wall over Kyrie after the after that finals. There's no way. They score similar. Kyrie's a bit more. They efficient. don't score similar. Well, well, Kyrie like scores 25. in so many different ways. No, they do not score similar. Kyrie shot, th- Kyrie shot 37% from three in the playoff run. On high volume, in comparison to John Wall's what twenty seven percent on same, similar volume, I wouldn't say similar volume. All right, well that's why they invented Basketball Reference. Let's pull it up. <laughs> nah, but it is especially in twenty seventeen. Kyrie the Wall, that's asinine. What are you coming off the finals? Everybody would agree Kyrie was better than John Wall. They were wrong. We will take a poll. They All right, wrong. next next. The one position the Wizards had a legitimate advantage was Bradley Beal over JR. I'll give yeah. you that. But Bradley Beal struggled the entire playoff shooting. Three-point shootings? Yes. I mean, you know, he, he, still, he was a mid-range bucket at that time. Sir, he shot eight threes a game in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah he, he got He shot up. 28% from three. He made him when it counts. No. <laughs> he made him when it counts. Or you guys wouldn't have lost to Boston in seven. That there was a Martian Gortat issue. He better Tristan Thompson though. No, come on, you would not pick Martian over Tristan. Uh, okay, he's he's a better screen setter and post score. Congrats, I guess. But that's okay. So if if I even give you a tie with Tristan Thompson and Gortat, the Cavs are infinitely better at small forward. (laughs) They are infinitely better at power forward. Infinitely. You think Markeith Morris and Kevin Love are in the same conversation? No, no, no. I, I we're, think Kevin, we're in the podcast right now. We'll end it. I, I think Kevin Love is better, but Chief, Kevin Chief, Love averaged seventeen and eleven in that playoff run on forty-five percent three-point shooting. 
Markeith Morris averaged 12 and 6. It's not even it's not even the same stratosphere. We would death row DC for a reason. Wall, Beal, Kelly Oubre, and Markeith. Those guys did not have good playoff runs. I'll tell you that right now. Do you want to you want to know what they did? Um, the, uh, Kelly's impact went past the storm sheet. I'm just telling you, those benches are very, very similar when you look at Steph. Yeah, I, I think we have the best bench player, Mojo Bojo. Who is that even? <laughs> um, but Bogdanovich, the, the the one with the J. He averaged no, the one with the D. He averaged nine points a game. You're solid six man. Kyle Korver averaged eight. It's literally the same. You see that free throw percentage? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I okay. Here's what I'll do. I will give you guys. I will say you guys would have won at least one game. It would have been four one. You guys are not better. You guys were not better than. You just weren't. You were not a better team. Yeah, I want to see us, man. Like our fast break was too much. Y'all defense was bad. Your pace was eleventh. Our pace was fifteenth. It's the same thing. Our fast break was crazy. We had LeBron and Kyrie. <laughs> we have more. Better. It's just better. Okay, so in the regular season, Cavs beat you guys two to one. Do I need to continue? Offensive rating. LeBron traveled he, on that shot, by the way. Hell of a shot. He practices yeah. it all every day. He lied. Offensive rating, you guys were seventh. Cavs were third. Defensive rating, you were twentieth. Cavs were twenty-first. So we were a top twenty defense. Cavs <laughs> <laughs> were the second best three-point shooting in the league. Team in the league, you guys were eighth. Not bad. Cavs are just better. The statistics lay it out. The Cavs were a better team. I mean, listen, when you have the best shot blocking point guard in NBA history, that might change some things. <laughs> okay, so you can see that the Cavs would have won 4-1. 4-2. <laughs> but you can see that it really is not that close. That's really yeah, it, 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 it came down to, you know, I probably would have been sending out tweets about please get Otto Porter off of LeBron. You know, something like but that. You didn't, but you didn't have anybody else to guard him. Um, we had um Ubre and Marquise. Well, well, Marquise, Marquise, that 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 was a big body. That's a big body. Okay, but then who's guarding Kevin Love? We'll work on that, man. No, but that you're not taking into consideration how good Kevin Love was still in that season. Seventeen well, and eleven well, in that playoff run. Look, man, if if, if Marquise guarded Millsap decently, I think he can guard Kevin Love. Well, Millsap is not Kevin Love. <laughs> In 2017, he was better. <laughs> he he was leading Atlanta to the playoffs. Oh my God, Paul Millsap! I've never heard Paul Millsap get this much love. I'm gonna actually look up Paul Millsap's stats before we go on, and then we'll we'll go to the next thing because this Paul Millsap love is insanity. All right, Atlanta Hawks. Oh, oh man, so, viewers, viewers, y'all do know that John Wall in the 2017 playoffs, he was like 24 points, 12 assists with two blocks and like two I, steals. Now nah, he was 27, 10, and good defense. I, I said he had good defense, but oh, yeah, 20, 20, 27 to 12. 27 to 12? What are we doing here? Nah, I had it as 10. All right, Paul Millsap, let me see what we got here. Paul Millsap, Jesus. Shot 44% in the regular season, 31 from three. He averaged 18 points a game on 14 shots. Jesus Christ. Woo. That is rough. Playoffs. <laughs> in the playoffs, he shot 17% from three on three attempts. 
and he averaged he averaged 24 in the playoffs, but he also took six, 17 shots a game. So if Kevin Love took 17 shots a game, do you want to know his average? Do you want to know? Not better than most that. All right. At that point. Jeez. All right. Let's move on. Um, we're going to start doing this now that uh, sports gambling is legal on Ohio. Uh, we're both going to be two bets for the weekend. Um, five, all right. Give me one second, and then I want you to give me your first bet for the weekend. We're going to do a parlay. All right. Mine um, included all four games. Let me go look it up. My bets look real quick. Okay. It's uh, let me see. Let's see what happened. It was Kansas City minus two and a half. Mahomes two hundred fifty yards and Kelsey fifty yards. Okay. The, um, Daniel Jones forty rushing yards, Saquon forty rushing yards, and Giants seventeen and a half. Now, wait, I know what y'all thinking. Daniel fifty Giants to win, yes. But I think it's gonna be, <laughs> I think it's gonna be like. It's not going to be a close game. The Giants are punching them or the Eagles are punching them. So just in case, I had the Giants minus 17 and a half. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati plus 14 and a half. Josh Allen, 40 rushing yards. Burrow, 200 passing yards. McCaffrey, 40 rushing yards. San Fran minus 10 and a half. Okay. I like that. Um, I'm going to do – I'm going to keep my first bet simple for everybody. I like yours. We're going to post – we'll post these on our Twitter, and our, we'll, we'll uh, get them on the Instagram also. Um, we'll post where you can find us on there. I'm just going to do uh, simple anytime touchdown scores. I got, uh, I got five for you. I'm going anytime touchdown, Travis Kelsey, A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I, want, I want the stars to be the stars this weekend. So I'm going with the big names. I'm putting five dollars down to win 116. That's my first bet. All right, Kenzie, give us a basketball bet for the weekend. Well, um, like as in tomorrow or something for today, because there's a lot of games on today. Uh, if you have one for today, give us one for today. I would take uh, Knicks plus five. <laughs> Jalen Brunson, um, two threes, twenty points. And you could mix that with uh, New Orleans, New Orleans money line, because like uh, the odds are close. So New Orleans money line, CJ McCollum twenty points, um, Jonas Valanciunas ten rebounds. All right, here's my bet for tonight. I'm going. This is going to be Cavs Golden State at Cleveland tonight. I'm going Jared Allen fifteen points. I'm going Darius Garland twenty. I'm going. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, hopefully back tonight. Hopefully back tonight. Yeah. If, if this could change, this could change because of that. Um, I'm going Donovan Mitchell plus 25. If Steph plays tonight, I'm going plus 25 for Steph. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going three made threes for each of those guys. Yeah. Clay, Donovan, Steph. And oh, they let Clay play back to back now? I'm saying if those guys play. I oh, want to yeah, preface yeah, with yeah. that. By, if these guys play, I'm going with the big – the big three threes for each guy. Mm-hmm. And then give me Draymond six assists and six rebounds. And then we will post all these. Um, we're going to have to wait a little bit for that Cavs one to see if the Golden State guys play back-to-backs. But that's where we're at now. All right. Last segment of the day. Would you rather? And 
here's the would you rather for the day. Um, would you rather play in three NBA finals and never win one but be the best player on the team? Or would you rather win one NBA finals, only make one NBA finals, but be a rotational player, let's say, under 20 minutes a game? Give me the, the three. The three. So you'd rather go to the three finals and be the, the guy than win yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, winning, a, ruining a NBA, winning an NBA championship would be crazy. So it's like rotation like a – like like a shumper type. Well, he played more than twenty minutes, but yeah, like oh, a okay. Player. So like a shumper is like a good a good example. Like a guy, you're you're out there, you're getting some minutes. You do you know you're a rotational piece. So like a shumper. Yeah, yeah, I I I still take like the best player. The best. Player. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna side with you. I would like to win the ring, but I would like to be the guy who gets you to the finals. I mm-hmm. think there's still some respect for that. Um, so I'll be the guy who gets you to the finals. Like you said, I think that's the right way to go. Um, all right, Kenzie. First episode back in a long time. We had some fun. Y'all. We got new. We got new intro music. We got new outro music. We're gonna be on YouTube again. We're gonna be on all these podcast places. What do you think, man? Going forward, it's it's good to be back. Didn't want to just like return because after two weeks, at that point, like uh, it was just like a weird part in the season. So we just decided, yeah, let's just return for the playoffs. And with now, like um more solid NBA picks because we're yep. almost at the halfway point. So, yeah, it's really good that we started back up. All right, man. Well, that's all for us today. Check us out. We'll post our all of our stuff in the, com- in the bio, in the comments. We appreciate you guys for checking it out, and we will see you again next week. House of Agenda signing off. Later. Yep.